Good morning, everyone. Man, I love the holidays. I love the holidays for all sorts of reasons. I think one of my favorites is my wife's pies. You know, I try to lose weight. Notice I try. I've been unsuccessful. It's my wife's fault, but I love her anyway. She made, she made the best uh, cranberry cherry pie this year. Instead of using Crisco, she used butter. Oh, my goodness gracious. What's that lady down south that uses butter all the time? Paula Dean. Paula Dean. I'm telling you what. My wife is better than Paula Dean. So anyway, and you could probably tell too, right? So there's more to it to the story than that. We have a Christmas uh, dinner coming up for the family here uh, at Pleasant Hill. I sent out an email and I asked everyone to kind of tell me what you thought would be one of the best dates. We had the Sunday evening the 11th, we had Wednesday evening the 14th, and we had Sunday evening the 18th. And, and the vast majority, uh, except for two, said that uh, the 11th or the 18th, but then pretty much everybody is focused on the 11th. So, here we go, Sunday, December 11th. And we uh, thought that maybe we should go a little bit early in the evening, earlier than six, because it's Sunday, it's a day off in the Lord. And so instead of having to run out here right after work, uh, we said five o'clock to seven-ish. Because do you remember last year how the party went a little bit longer than we thought? And so uh, I'm thinking the party will probably go a little... Assembly of the saints and dinner together. <laughs> and the party is going to go probably longer than we thought. So uh, we are going to have a gift uh, exchange. Well, bring a gift get a gift. And uh, uh, I, I thought, you know what would be really nice? In light of the craziness of this world and the economy, is let's not waste our money on gag gifts like chia heads that I get because of my bald head. I don't know how God orchestrated that. That was the weirdest thing, okay? So I'm just saying, so maybe bring uh, chocolates. Those are very useful. You know when you're discouraged and depressed? Chalk, well chocolates all right i'm just suggesting some things other than chia heads all right so for those of you who know what that is it's somewhere in my house in a closet somewhere so but anyway for those who are coming i not only bring a, a small token gift uh, of love and appreciation for whoever's going to get it but also too if you want to bring some good eats that would be great i want to start it over here with kevin and uh so uh, not next Sunday, but the Sunday following uh, in the evening. And so, uh, and there'll be a little gift exchange. How many of you would like to do an ugly, ugly t-shirt, sweatshirt, ugly Christmas outfit? How many would like to do that? Yeah? I could, yeah? How if I sweeten the pot a little bit and, and I, uh, uh, my wife and I contrive to bring something very, very nice, very valuable, to the winner of that contest. No, it's not going to be a chia head. I guarantee that. I guarantee it. Uh, I uh, saw a picture of myself uh, back in the 80s, and I had a cool man. It was a cool, cool man uh, sweater. I mean, it was very sporty, very vogue, very... But if I were to wear that today, yes, I would win. So... Uh, 
you know, maybe go to Goodwill or uh, St. Vinny's, and if you find a really exciting 1980s sweat t-shirt or whatever, or, or I'm sorry, sweater, uh, be bring it. So the winner, we're gonna we're gonna big vote, okay? So uh, and if you want to come as a family in your freaky outfits, that would even be better. You know, who knows? More is better. So I'm just suggesting that. So, okay, so I gotta, I better stop on that one. I'm having too much fun. All right, sorry, cleaning the building. We gotta get the building clean. Sorry, that's kind of anticlimactic, right? Hey, so because you came out, Jim, and you're a visitor, you don't have to do this. Honestly, don't do it. Just pass it back for me. Okay, that'd be great. Jim's going, what? <laughs> yeah, Jim, you're cleaning for next Sunday. That'd be great. Oh, that reminds me, next Sunday, next Sunday, because our Christmas party is the following Sunday, uh, what we want to do is we want to do a little decorating. And so if anybody wants to stay after assembly with me to help decorate, it will look a lot nicer. Have you seen me decorate before? But I'm going to stick around for a little while and we're going to do some decorating of the old building. So if you'd like to help decorate, that would be great. Oh, and next Sunday, uh, after the assembly, we're going to pick up all the chairs and do the tables and stuff like that. Just you're forewarned. So if you want to hang out a little bit after Sunday assembly next week with moi and help decorate, that would be great. No, I'm not a loser, honey. Okay, I'm really not. No, 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 I understand that. Decorating. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Man, you are wonderful. See, that's I have a great helpmate. But next Sunday after something, we're going to decorate, not tear down. Yeah. Okay, good. Excellent. Yes, the following Sunday. Thank you very much. That's what I really meant to say, but my wife caught me, and so did you. So, hey. Yes, I only, I only did that because I know some of you think I'm perfect. Obviously, I am not, so there you go. Okay, any other announcements? Oh, good, excellent, good timing. Don't leave, stay right here. Um, Monday night, tomorrow night, we're having a big powwow for those who show up, who are college age, of course. I mean, if you want to come up and you're not college age, we'll not listen to your input. But if you are... Then we will listen to your input. We'll do a little changing up of stuff. So if you want to come out, that would be great. Oh, and that starts at 5.45 for dinner and about 7-ish for 6.30 shorter for the powwow. All right, here we go. These are words of encouragement. Jeff D., I am so thankful for your mindset. You show Jesus when you speak and in the way you live. Thank you for always bringing our focus back to him. Excellent. Let's give it up for Jeff Drillinger. All righty. I'm not sure. Whoever wrote this has the most perfect handwriting. They could be one of those printing. They could be one of those ones that do the printing in books for people. You know what I'm saying? It's gorgeous. Bragg family, I am so thankful for you. Thank you for taking the time to help me with my couch. Your spirit of service really shows through in your boys. I don't, do you know who that is? Desi, all right, Woo-hoo. there you go. She could go ahead, right over there to your family. Yeah, man, you've got good handwriting. It's amazing. Okay, it's nice and big compared to mine. Tanya Johnson, I love seeing your face every week. I'm so thankful for you and your sweet encouragement. 
with hearts. Yes, let's give it up for Tanya. Someone knows you like I know you, or don't know you, right? <laughs> All right. That was, that was just in fun. Okay, fun. Jeff D., here you go. Jeff, you're the rock star this morning. Thank you for your being such a great encourager over the years for me and my family and so many others. Now you are also a great inspiration as you set your mind on the power of Christ's spirit and not on the things on this earth. Thank you for being such an awesome man of God. Let's give it up for Jeff once again. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, come back here, come back here. Mr. D, thank you for speaking God's word. Max, there you go. Wait, I think there's another. No. Sorry, didn't mean to let you down. All right, Tanya V. Okay, we got two Tanyas in the house today. Thank you for greeting me with such a big, warm smile and hug this morning. You made my day. Woohoo! All right, great job. That's right. Thanks, Tanya. I won't mention you walked right by me, but that's okay. No problem. <laughs> no. I'm having fun today, okay? Back off. Okay. Tamara, you are such a generous soul and, and kind woman. Thank you for devoting everything to serving the saints in so many ways. Love you and adore you. Can I get an amen on that one? Woo! She's awesome. There you go. You ever heard that old saying, the, the, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree? You know how that's always kind of a bad saying, you know, like, you know, your dad's a jerk and so are you, kind of. This is the exact opposite. This is the exact opposite. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Logan Drillinger. Oh, where is he? Oh. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to save these, but I'm going to save these. Okay? Because they're, they're great. So next week, I'm going to put them right in my day planner right here. Thank you, young man. Uh, don't let me forget. Okay. You know, it's, you know, it's awesome is, you know, you don't have to ask, they just show up. I'm ready. I can do what you need done. So praise the Lord. All right. Are there any other announcements? I don't have my bulletin in front of me. Is there, do we need to sing happy birthday to some folks? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Of course. She didn't remind me like she used to. All right. Lars, help me to remember. To sing happy birthday to Lars, and happy birthday to Carly, and happy birthday. There's a couple others that we need to sing happy birthday to that we've missed. <coughs> They're not here? Who? Faith. Faith? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> and it wasn't your honey that told on you. So he was smiling real big, though. <laughs> All right. So Desi and Faith, and there's probably some others that are hiding in this audience that have a birthday this week, but... Anyway, okay, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm really excited about Faith. She got this really great job at DMV. 
And I was so excited. I said, I can't wait to go into DMV because then I'll get my stuff done fast. And she goes, sorry, I can't help people I know. I go, great. Okay, there we go. So that was no slam on DMV. It's not. I'm just saying. I was a little excited. So happy birthday. All right, here we go. Are we ready? Turn in your Bibles to the book of Colossians and chapter 1. Colossians and chapter 1. And uh, we're going to spend some time, just a little bit of time, reading through that and making a few comments. And then we're going to finish up our lesson from last week. And so if you have your lesson plan with you from last week, that's great. If not, if you got the bulletin, there's one in there for you. And did you need a bulletin? I didn't know. Okay, so could one of my sons run out and get a bulletin for uh, Mr. Kagi? That would be wonderful right there. Be awesome. Thank you. And if there's two, bring them out. That'd be awesome. There you go. So Colossians in chapter 1, beginning in verse 13, uh, uh, one of the passages I've been working on memorizing. But as you know, when you stand in front of people, you, you lose your brain. So I'm going to read it. Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, for by Christ Jesus, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Christ Jesus and for Christ Jesus. He is before all things and in Christ all things hold together. He, Jesus, is also head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to, of deity to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless beyond reproach, if indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. Let's pray. Father, we are so deeply thankful that you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light, into the kingdom of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And you did that, dear Heavenly Father, through your Son. And he created all of us, and he sacrificed himself because he loves all of us. And you are willing to sacrifice your son, Christ, because of your love. We've been reconciled to you. We've been brought back uh, from the past where we lived for ourselves. And, and Father, now we stand before you as your children, beloved children. And we are deeply thankful. Father, the hope that we have is not in anything in this world. The hope that we have comes through the gospel, the good news of what your son Jesus Christ has done for us and is doing 
for us right now as our great advocate and intercessor uh, at your right hand. How we thank you and praise you for this truth. Help us to trust in you completely, for you have proved trustworthy. And then let us walk in your word, your word that is perfect without error, so that we might walk in the newness of life. We might walk in the light as you yourself are in the light, dear Heavenly Father, that we might be trusted, trusted by those who are saints, the beloved family, but also too, Father, for those outside, seeing men and women of purity and integrity and virtue. Father, we ask this in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Well, I want to quickly run through our lesson, the first two points from last week. Notice the first point there, if you have your lesson plan, dealing or defining hope in a hopeless world. You know, I got a message from a brother in Christ here just this morning as I was reading uh, my emails. And uh, you know what? He brought a message of despair that the world, unfortunately, is like, how are we going to deal with that? And yet then he brings a scripture that says, Jesus has got this. I love it. It's so awesome. If our focus is in the world, we're going to be discouraged and no hope in this world. But if our focus is on Jesus Christ, he is our hope. First Timothy chapter one, verse one, Jesus is our hope. Now think about that for just a minute. Were you immersed into Christ correctly? Were you sacrificed with him in the waters of immersion? Were you buried with him in the waters of immersion? Were you raised up out of that water grave by faith? to walk in newness of life, the life of Jesus Christ? If you did, your hope is in Christ. There is nothing that this world can do to you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, the scripture teaches. I don't know about you, but that's great hope. Now you think the devil's gonna go, oh, well, I guess I'll give up on them. I'll go find somebody else. No, actually the devil wants to hunt down the Christians. Why? Is because everybody else is hopelessly in despair and they're held captive by the devil to do his will. He goes hunting for us. But did you know that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world? Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Did you know that you right now, according to the scriptures, are not only raised up with him, but you're seated with him in the heavenly places? You cannot be touched by the devil unless you allow yourself. If you walk by faith and not by sight, you will continue no matter how crazy things get. That's why faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen? You know what hope really is? When you go back and look at that word ellipsis in the Greek, it means an excited, confident expectation of what God promised. And if God makes a promise, according to Hebrews 6, we looked at it last week, if God makes a promise, he can't break his promise and he can't lie either. So by two unchangeable things, our hope is absolutely secure. I think the problem is not God. I think the problem is who? <laughs> Us, because our faith isn't really what it could be, should be, and can be. And so let's live by faith and not by sight. You see, I, I want to you to recognize that you put your hope in anything other than Jesus Christ, uh, you're in big trouble. That, uh, that Debbie Downer that I got, 
uh, by way of email. Uh, really wasn't a Debbie Downer. It's just, this is how things are going. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you look at it and you go, ah, you're looking in the wrong direction. Because if you put your hope in money, money is always going to fail. It's failed over and over and over and over and over again, right? I think someone said that if you put your hope in money, it rusts and it gets stolen. Didn't somebody say that somewhere? Who was that guy anyway? Jesus said that. So why put your hope in that stuff? Now, it's good to have. You should use it wisely to, to help others, to, to meet your needs and whatnot. But just know that that shouldn't be your hope. See, worshiping the almighty dollar is a dumb thing to do. But you know what? People, as wonderful as they can be, sometimes they'll let you down. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, sincere, genuine desire to do the right thing and are doing the right thing, every once in a while, they'll let you down. Would he cut them off? No, you encourage them. And you strive to be the person that's not gonna let people down. And if somebody does let you down and they seek your forgiveness, forgive them. And then together we continue to grow, amen? Man, that's a great family. Now let's look at point number two. Point number two is based on Colossians and chapter one. Now I gave you five very important truths there that will help you have hope, not in you, because honestly, in this body, we are frail and limited in knowledge and strength and ability. Can I get an amen on that one? As much as you want to go, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Yes, it's through Christ. But as soon as you take your eyes off of Jesus, this wimpy little body and this wimpy little brain, we go in the wrong direction and bam, we get thumped. So it's important for us to recognize our hope is not built upon ourselves. Our hope is built upon Christ Jesus. Look at the first verse. Look at verse 13 of Colossians chapter 1. Man, he rescued you from the domain of darkness. You didn't rescue yourself. Point number one, he rescued you. He took you out of the domain of darkness and put you into the kingdom of his beloved son. You are now secure in a kingdom unshakable. Can I get an amen on that one? I don't know about you, but I want to be where I'm not going to get shook out. I want to stay in the kingdom. Are you? That's where safety is. So that's the first one. Hey, take a look at number two. Turn your little lesson plan over. And, uh, you know, number two is, you know what? We were created through him. We were created by him. So he must know you pretty well. He, we were created for him. And in him, all things, including you and I, hold together. Why would you step out of the universe of God's hold on you? That's pretty dumb. Notice, he created you beautiful, unique, distinct, powerful, gifted, unique for him, to serve him. You were created by him, for him. I don't know about you, but you're going to find your greatest joy your greatest peace, and your greatest power when you humble yourself in serving him with the giftedness that you have been given by him. To go outside of that and to be somebody else, man, that is going to bring about a lot of misery in your life. You want to know how I know? Let's go out to coffee and I'll tell you.
but I'll tell you who solved my problems. It wasn't me, it was him. Now look at number three. Number three, Colossians twice says he reconciled us to God through his selfless sacrifice. You see that old wooden cross right there? You know, a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't have symbols. That represents something, just as like that represents something that used to be, sadly, isn't anymore. But that will never change. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the blood that he used to purchase you out of hell, out of the clutches of the devil, he was a ransom. He gave himself as a ransom. You're secure, not because of what you did, but because of what he did on the cross. Again, nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loves you more than you love yourself. So love him more than you love yourself and lay your life down in service to him and he will continue to give you that hope assured that your place is secure in heaven. Number four, I love this. Turn with me if you're not already there. Colossians chapter one and verse 23. I love this verse. Look at verse 23. If indeed you continue in the faith, firmly established, steadfast, not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven. You know where your hope lies? Your hope lies in that you entered into Jesus Christ through the gospel. In Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Go to Ephesians chapter one. Go to Ephesians one on your own time and 11 times you hear in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. You've been in Christ, blessed with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly. In Christ, you've been reconciled. In Christ, you were in Christ. You're in Christ right now. Now, let me ask a question. If you're in Christ, you think the devil's going to try and thump you? Will he be able to thump you? If you're in Christ with a mindset on things above, what's the answer? No. Go back to the book of Romans right at the very end. Guess who gets to crush the devil's head in? Jesus did when he died on the cross. And he gave you the victory. Now, when you walk like Jesus, guess what you do? You crush his head in. And finally, Christ is the hope of the gospel. Now let's finish up by looking at point number three. How does our one common hope, Jesus Christ, and all he's given to us, help us to build trust? Helps us to be trustworthy and helps as each one builds a trustworthy life that others can trust him. Real quick, Galatians 2.20. You probably all have that memorized. I have been crucified with Christ. Can you say that? Let's say it together. I have been crucified with Christ. Let's try that again. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Does he live in you? If you've been crucified with him and you by faith knew that you were being raised up out of that water grave, Christ lives in you. And the life which you now live and the life which I now live, we are called to live by the faith of the Son of God. You know what? If you live by the faith of the Son of God and I live by the faith of the Son of God, can you trust me? Can I trust you? 
If we walk by the faith of the Son of God, we can trust each other. See, that's the issue. We need to grow our faith. If, it says in Colossians, if indeed you continue in the faith, the faith of Christ, firmly established, not moved away from the hope of the gospel, people are going to be able to trust you. Man, I'm telling you what, I had a great coffee date with Rick the other day. It was just what the other day? What was it, the Friday? When was it? Whatever day it was, it was a great day. We, he showed up a little bit late because his car wouldn't start, but man, he was a man on a mission. He got there just as I was walking in, and he had a reason not to be there early. So we walked in. That was so enjoyable. We encouraged one another. We talked about some struggles. We talked about some victories, and we talked about some prayer points. Man, and that was a 20-minute meetup, right? I probably made you late for work over didn't get you in trouble. But anyway, it was it was a great 20-minute word of encouragement. Brethren, he was walking by faith and I was walking by faith. And you know what happens when you do that and you spend time together? It's some pretty amazing stuff. Well, look at the next one. It says Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 30. Let's turn there. It's amazing, these, these uh, passages of Scripture. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, they are so tremendously powerful in encouraging. Take a look at what it says there, beginning there in verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain, but if I'm to live on in this flesh, in this body, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. But I'm hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that your proud confidence in me may abound in Christ Jesus through my coming to you. Wouldn't it be great if each one of us said, you know what, I really want to get to heaven. And I'm so excited that I'm secure in heaven, so if I give up the ghost, meaning I pass away, uh, I'm going to stand with King Jesus. It's going to be great. But you know what? I'm more excited about sticking around and bringing joy to your life and helping you grow in the faith. Can you imagine if every one of us said, you know what? I want to get to heaven, but I'm sticking around and I'm going to invest myself and help you to grow in your faith so that we're all joyful together. Do you think you can trust somebody like that? That wants to help you grow in your faith and takes the time to do that? They're saying, well, how come you don't take me out to coffee? Well, Rick said the other day, hey, let's go get to coffee. Coffee is my middle name. Of course I'll go to coffee with you. All right? And so uh, it just so happens my schedule was free and we made it work. Woohoo! All right. Now, I want to have you think about the next one that's so important here in this, in this group of scriptures. You know, Colossians 1, verses 3 through 12. Colossians 1, verses 3 through 12. I really actually want you to take a look at, <clears throat> I'd like you to look at all of them, but in, for time's sake, I want you to look at verse 9 and 10. 9 and 10. You know, Paul is praying for these people. He's so excited to work with them. And you know what he says? He says, For this reason also, this is the day I heard of it. 
your love for God and your faith in Christ Jesus. We've not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And look at the next word. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. If you grow in the knowledge of God's will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, if you have all knowledge and you know how to apply it and you know why you should apply it that way, that's what it means, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and you do that, you're going to be able to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. So when people see you, who do they see? They're going to see the Lord. They're going to hear the Lord. I mean, we could keep going through scripture after scripture after scripture. You know, the next one, Ephesians 4, verse, verse 1 and verse 4. We've already looked at that one before. It talks about, I urge you, brethren, to what? To walk in a manner worthy of of the Lord. Walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. You know the one I really love? It's not even in here. I'll give it to you for free in closing. Is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. That's a freebie. No charge for that one. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as he loved you and gave himself a sacrifice a sweet aroma acceptable to God. You know what's common with all these verses? Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. Walk in the light as he himself is in the light. Walk in love just as he loved you. You know, when we walk just like him, remember him is our hope. Him is our life. Him is our everything. I appreciated what Logan had to say this morning. Did you appreciate that? Man, that young man has grown. I remember his first, first time he got up here by, his, by dad's prodding. Okay, you're going to do it. Okay, He did a great job, but you could tell. Ah! He gets up here now and he's just one cool dude. Hey, I want to tell you. And he does a great job of laying out the scriptures. That's power, man. We need to recognize that walking in Christ like Christ, for Christ, in sacrificial love. Is that going to build trust? Hey, if I fall short or if you fall short, let's extend some mercy and grace. And let's keep moving forward. It's easy to cut somebody off, but that's not Christ-like. But to extend mercy... To extend a heart of sacrifice. Let's continue to work together. Man, there's, there's something awesome there. That is what the family of God is all about. And so you know how our common hope, our one hope, Jesus Christ, helps us to build trust in one another? is because we trust him, we trust his word, and we're willing to do what it says. And as we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we prove trustworthy. We prove worthy of trust, and we begin to trust each other more. Step out a little bit now and serve others as Jesus did. Show the life of Christ so that you can be trusted and trust will be built. Let's close in a word of prayer.
Thank you, Holy Father, for your beautiful word. I'm so excited, Father, about what our true hope is. Our true hope is absolutely secure and cannot change. If we remain faithful in Christ Jesus with our minds set on things above, not on the things on the earth, recognizing that you placed us in your kingdom and you created us to for great works in Christ Jesus, having reconciled us through the sacrifice of your son, given us the gospel plan of salvation, we now have hope eternal. And Father, let us then trust you and your word and live it so that we then can be those too that are trustworthy. So we might become pillars in support of the truth that people might come to us, both those who are brethren and those who are not yet Christians. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's stand and get all excited. What did Jesus say to do? He said to get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings. King of kings. All right, let's go live the life. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.